this idea of authenticity that I've been, you know, working around, especially when we're in social media, so much tells us why we're not supposed to do it. Shame everywhere, shaming from other people, shaming from our societies, culture, the fact that maybe our family is going to be online looking at our Facebook stuff, you know. I, I think that all of that plays a part in not being authentic to who you are. And the only way to find it that I've been realizing, the really only true way is getting in touch with your personal philosophy, getting in touch with the core of who you are and reflecting on that, doing the hard work to really think about what that is for you and then taking the steps that you need to, to express what that is. And it can be very small and it can eventually be very, very big. Or you can, you know, start very big, cause a lot of ruckus, you know, break a lot of ties, burn some bridges, and then go off doing your own thing and start over. But I think it's either way that you do it, you have to understand that it's going to take some work to get mm. to the point where you feel like I can totally be who it is that I want to be. But I think first you have to be on that journey that this around me right now is a lie. The, this lie that's telling me that I can't do it, mm. can't be can't say yeah. all of that is a lie to keep this truth there's a value from me that needs to be expressed welcome to unleash your mindset podcast by low fidelity Yes, the name changed because I wanted to make it clearer about the goal of the podcast, which is to help you unleash your mindset and achieve your potential, because it all begins with your mindset. Hi, I'm Rizwan. In this show, we explore actionable strategies to help creatives develop a resilient mindset so they can achieve their potential. Each episode includes a listener challenge for you to take action and make a positive change in your life right away. Today, my guest is Sana Ahmed. Sana is a personal brand consultant. Sana is active on Twitter, sharing her insights and expertise on how to make your brand stand out from the crowd. In our conversation, Sana shared her journey from consultant to creator, and we also explored how to to show up as our authentic selves and how you can begin to develop your own personal philosophy because that's something that is critical if you're building your own personal brand. So without further ado, on to the conversation. Today I have the pleasure of having Sana Ahmed on my show and I'm really excited to learn more about her and her philosophy of in life. So welcome, Sana. It's good to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm, it's, it's a great pleasure. Before we get started, I wanted to learn a little bit more about you. On your Twitter profile, you, have, um, you went from a consultant to a content creator. Can you talk about how you made that shift and uh, how you arrived to where you are today? Sure. So about... 10 years ago, I was working in a job and I knew I wanted to do something more than that. And it took me a while to really understand what it is that I wanted. And I created a business about five years ago, freelancing, contracting, temporary corporate contracts. 
I wanted to move towards consulting. And I found that a lot of the learned behaviors that I had uh, taken from my job, you know, about 10 years ago and all the jobs subsequent to that, then being a corporate contractor, that I really didn't feel like I was being myself. And so when I started my own business, I was still exhibiting these learned behaviors and I noticed that it was holding me back. So there was a point where I feel like for most leaders, for most people who are, for most professionals, I'd say, who are learning the skills that would make them a better professional, a better leader, at some point, I find that those things were actually holding me back. And I didn't know what to do as a means to rectify that because it was an internal struggle that was happening. I was doing all the right things on the outside. I was growing. I was meeting the people that I needed to. Yet inside, I felt like this isn't really where I want to be. And if I keep feeling like this, I'm going to keep chasing and I'm not going to feel really situated where I'm at. And so the reason why I say I turned from a consultant to a content creator, because as a business owner, I am a consultant. I'm still a consultant. I really love what I do. Yet at the same time, I felt like there was a side of me that needed to use social media as a means to not just promote my business, because a lot of professional services people and uh, professional service providers do that nowadays, I felt like I needed to use it as a means to just differentiate myself from any service provider providing the same type of service. And I also wanted it to be something of like an asset that I could put into, that I could put a lot of effort into, put that labor of love into, and feel like I was getting something out of it and that I was, you know, being creative and I was you know, doing all the things that I just don't normally do on my day-to-day job that brings me money. And I found that highly fulfilling, highly fulfilling. And I'll tell you what, Rizwan, I really wanted to be a content creator literally like 10 years ago when I had that job. I just didn't allow myself to actually go and fulfill that. I saw all of the YouTube creators doing it. I saw all the people talking about social media doing it. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time. And I've been leaning into it and using it as a strategy that I can share with clients that I find is far superior than a lot of the other ones that I um, notice. And that's why I specifically work with personal brands, because I can actually devise and help these, um, at least share the strategies and devise strategies that would work for the person and not just, you know, share another marketing funnel or another marketing strategy with them. I'm getting goosebumps from uh, hearing your story and how you made that transition. Um, would you say, um, like, the reason that why you didn't feel fulfilled in your previous uh, corporate job was it you weren't were you not able to express your creativity uh, or like you you didn't have creative freedom to do what yeah. you yeah I I think that's a really good way to put that problem or frame that problem. Um, and it's like a thing that keeps happening because I'm, it's like creativity and freedom, creative freedom. How do you express how to actually get that and have those needs being met in a job? Um, when jobs are super task oriented, they're outcome oriented. When you want creative freedom, you're looking to experiment and you're looking to explore and see where something might lead you. And I think that for my personality, Uh, The fact that I'm 
somebody who seeks variety and needs variety, need, I need that spice of life in order to feel like I'm progressing, I'm challenging myself, I feel like I'm growing as a person. Otherwise, I feel stagnated. And absolutely, I, I wasn't getting that really as a in my corporate job, I wasn't getting that as a corporate freelancer. I thought being a freelancer or a contractor would allow me the variety that I needed to do that job, you know, and it just wasn't, it wasn't that either. And it wasn't starting my own business. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the things that people tell you is going to give you that freedom that you want. I think that they are for certain people. Um, but for other people like myself, I needed something that was going to give me that quote unquote creative freedom. And I'm still to this day planning for that, you know, yeah. like it's such an important thing to me and my personality that I feel like if I don't do that, if I don't plan for having creative freedom and that fun factor, I'm really shooting myself in the foot professionally. So I think content creation is one, uh, it's a great way to express that creativity, to let it out and also, you know, build your business. And, and you mentioned seeing other creators out there, you know, you know, we, we see people doing things, but sometimes, you know, we think we can't do those things, you know, like so for some reason in our, we get it in our heads that, oh, that's for them. That's, they can do it. I can't. Did you experience any, any thoughts like that? Very early on very early on. Um, like I said, that 10, 10 years ago I was working a job and I didn't really like it. And I saw people doing what it is that they love to do online. And I have always been chasing that without really giving myself the absolute full on permission to do that. Mm -hmm. And it was really because I was dealing with a lot of other things internally and you know, personally, I had family who had certain expectations of me. I also had um, a community that I was building or being a part of that expected me to be a certain way because that's who they saw me as. And so these things were absolutely limiting to my mindset, mm -hmm. to what it is that I could actually do. But luckily, and unfortunately, in some circumstances, because I did have to move away from my family and I did have to. Um, I wouldn't say cut ties, but I did have to move away from the communities that I was a part of and really try to find who I was by myself. And it was very painful. Really, I was really struggling internally and spiritually. But I got to a point, it got to a point where I found out who I was. I found out, I found my strength at the end of it. And I could really build from there. I wasn't using my strength as a means to bring other people in to this idea of who I thought I was supposed to be. It was really just me and you were dealing with me. And I find that even to this day, I still strip layers and layers and layers of myself back. Um, funny because you had William Willis on here last time and there was a LinkedIn post that he shared and I can't remember exactly what it was, but he said something so eloquently that I find that this is exactly what fits the bill for this sort of thing. And it's about stripping the layers of plaster that you put on yourself all of these years from things that you've heard from society or your parents or the best practices, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, that's literally, that's literally the struggle. You are stripping back layers and layers and layers. And I find I do this too with my clients. 
And this is something that is highly therapeutic and so fulfilling when you're able to just strip back and find out who you are at the core and really work and make magic from that space. I recently started working with a coach. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it's, you know, these yes. limiting beliefs that we have that we've yeah, I mean, that that are so ingrained that we feel like this is our reality. A coach can help you identify those things and move past them. And that's my experience. So I'm a big proponent for getting a coach, getting, a, you know, somebody outside of yourself to, you know, to show you what is possible. You're a coach also. I am. Yeah. Uh, part of consulting is coaching. You, there's a difference, and I got this from the Million Dollar Consultant or Consulting Guide and by Alan Weiss, and it's such a good book. It's It just really clearly outlines what it is that you need to do. And um, consulting, if you look at it, it's really telling people the solution to their problems. Um, you put a price tag on it, mm. and you spend some time with them, and you work through their issues. That, in essence, isn't necessarily coaching. Coaching is spending that time asking questions so that the person in front of you finds the answer on their own. Mm -hmm. And it's also holding them accountable to stay still and face whatever it is that they're facing. And that's what you're doing. You're enabling space in coaching. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, is that nowadays I found in my business and my line of practice, I can't just tell people what the answer is. That's the thing with marketing and branding. Branding is so nuanced and marketing is nuanced after that because it's based off of that core bit of who you are. And if something's not registering with that core, it's not a strategy that's going to work. And so I have to sit there and I have to listen and I have to ask questions that will eventually, you know, allow that answer to come to be. But I can't do that without creating space. So it's part of my job for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it has to come from within the person. It has to come from them. Otherwise, it's just another, you know, it's not going to stick and it's not going to make the change that we need to because then you can easily get fall back in your old behaviors and old patterns. So how does it feel to have that plaster off, have those layers off? It feels good. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to go back to what you said is um, I think it's important to feel somewhat emotionally connected to my clients and having, okay. even if I work with a coach, because you want to feel that bonding and you want to mm. feel like those things that you say make sense. Sure. At the same time, you don't, you want somebody who's going to challenge you on yeah. that. Like they're not emionally connect connected or invested in the drama that we create around. Yeah. What we tell the stories we tell, right? Yeah, that's a good um, uh good uh, clarification. Um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they they I, need to care for you but not um just be your friend and be afraid to um say what needs to be said. Yeah, exactly. And so you know, to your point and asking the question about the layers off, I still find that I have layers to take off. And I think that's just part of life. I don't think that there's ever going to be a time where I'm not going to feel like there's another layer for me to unfold. And I think I've come to a point in my life where I've realized that it's not about achieving things. It's about this 
allowing that inner value that was always there, that was literally just hiding under rock and grain and sand and soil and soot to come out and to do the work to actually reveal what whatever that is. Because that's the thing that's attracting the same value that I'm experiencing out in the physical world. I think this is a really spiritual concept um, for a lot of people to maybe grasp like, you know, mentally in a business context. But I've realized as I've been talking to other people, many people actually feel the same way. Excuse me. Many people feel the same way about how they're experiencing more success in their business from this ability to just not BS and to not fret and to not worry about things that don't make sense and to do the hard work and lean and make the hard decisions that they need to so that they can learn and so that they can move forward. Because so many times, how often do we stay stuck because something's not registering right with us? And the only way you can know if something's registering is if you unfold those layers and Man, I still, to this day, I mean, a month ago, um, you know, because world events are happening right now, but a month ago, you know, Russia broke at war on Ukraine and that caused a lot of emotions that I had to really think about and say, okay, what's the next layer that needs to be taken off in terms of my job, in terms of who I am, in terms of how I show up? Um, Those things really matter at least to me right now. And I think they do matter to a lot of people. And the conversation as a result of me taking those layers off and being brave enough to peel those back, it's allowing people to have the conversation that they feel like they want to have as well. And I think that's the most important part of the whole idea of, you know, taking that plaster off really. Yeah. Take it off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is there like, an indication that you or indicator that you see that okay this is something i need to address this is a layer that um is is something that need, i need to explore more i think it's um based upon your emotional awareness and self-awareness and your ability to critically think about it because the reason why i say critically think we can feel a certain way And we can make up a ton of stories about it. And so that's called emotional reasoning. And it's like, I feel angry. And so, or I, how about this is a little bit better. I feel sad. And so everything is filtered through this sad lens. And you start making up stories from this sad lens. And I don't think that that's a very healthy thing to do. I think it's actually a dangerous thing to do. We mess up intuition and the guidance of voice that we feel like from this knowing space, internal knowing space, with this external reality of things that we're facing. And so I believe that with your emotions, when you feel a certain way, you have to be really clear to sit with it for a little bit. You have to understand, like, why am I feeling like this? I think that's the best question to ask is why am I feeling happy, sad, angry, scared, whatever it is that you're feeling, ask the question. It will put your critical thinking brain on. So you're not just saying, Mm -hmm. oh, this is my story and this is all what I'm about. You get really curious. And that point of being curious about that emotion that you're feeling, 
you get to sit with it and you get to talk to it and you get to have a conversation about what it really wants, why it's showing up. Mm. And that entails um, a little bit of inquiry, a little bit of patience, a little bit of self-awareness and and consciousness around what, what it is that you're doing. And I think through that process, that reflection process, you're you're able to say, okay, you know what? maybe it's actually telling me something right now or no, this is a past self that's coming back like an ego part of myself that other people have defined me as. And it's, it's fighting for something right now. And it's not necessary. The reason why I say this is like ego is really well defined by what you look like, what you characteristically think like, you know, like the, it's like your demographic, psychographic, sociographics is like, who you look like, what age you're at, like what what is your gender, et cetera, like how much money do you make? All of these things put a mindset filter on us and that they're not – I mean as much as we do follow them as humans and being a marketer, we technically use this as information so that we can try to personalize things for you. The thing is is that it's limiting you know, on the consciousness, because you can literally be something else and you can think something else at any given standpoint. So I think it's a, taking a step back from that and knowing you're not just limited to these exterior bits about yourself and really trying to find out, okay, I'm actually supposed to be here right now because I'm supposed to serve the people here, or I'm supposed to leave this place right now because it's not doing anything for me or my future. So I think nice. that's how you technically do it. Yeah, I think that's a great way, an indicator, you know, any any type, any anytime there's like strong emotions that you're feeling or you're, um, or you're experiencing something that kind of, you know, makes you think about, you know, what's going on. It's a good, good opportunity to become more self-aware and ask, I, I like that question, I like the idea of, you know, asking why, so you don't fall into the story and you go down that rabbit hole and just make, make things worse for yourself. You can break, you cut off from the story and step away from that and, exp- and use that opportunity as a, a moment to become more self-aware, uh, feel some strong emotion, ask yourself why, and explore that further. Do you use writing or uh, journaling as a as a tool to explore? Not as often as I should. Um, mm. So I do this thing where I think in public. You know, I know they say build in public, but I think in public. <laughs> um, I I put out things that I'm thinking about. And I think it constitutes how brave I am to say certain things and how simple that they are. And so if I can say that, I can then build upon it at any point in time. I don't have to write a whole story about what I think or how I think. It's usually to me like distilling my thoughts in the most simplest way. And then from that, you know, it's the story of the why behind it. Why do I think this way? why is this so divisive right now? Why Mm. is this controversial? Why is this so important to tell about me and my story? And I think these things, these very short, simple ways of saying things allows me then to say, okay, it's a prompt. It's an opportunity to go down deep into what I'm thinking. But I don't think I take those opportunities uh, often just because my day is super busy and I'm trying to create something either for the next day or for the next week usually. 
and trying to keep a, a frame of mind that's long term, like the end of the year versus five years. But writing has always helped with that. Um, the idea of journaling as well, the f- idea of free associating, free writing, whatever comes to your mind related around a topic or letting your mind diverge to other topics, those things are super important just to kind of keep your mental state working. Um, yeah. And I think it's great when you focus it around a certain topic or a prompt, like I said. That kind of brings us to... Um authenticity, becoming more aware of yourself and being authentic. I know you recently have done some Twitter spaces with uh, with that topic. It's something we all have to ask ourselves, right? Like, how much do we share about ourselves? And, you know, is this who I am? Or am I just following a trend? Or, you know? Um, yes. What are your thoughts on being authentic? There is just so much around this topic right now. Um, I am at a point where I'm in the middle of dissecting what's going on. And so you're seeing me actively do that in public with having conversations and talking about it and sharing my thoughts around it. We have a idea of what authenticity is in the public sphere. And it's that idea has been influenced from many different people, many different spaces. You get it from the media, quote unquote, the media. So the people who own news, um, uh, excuse me, news stations, the people who own news stations, the people who own um, news publications. So it's you see this traditional media basically telling you how you're supposed to look like they're telling you how you're supposed to look like because of the fact that it's based off of this idea of what's most attractive and it's going to keep your attention and authenticity doesn't always mean that you are sexy or attractive or saying things in a short way sometimes authenticity looks very real raw and vulnerable. And I think that there are these many different spectrums of how we can express this idea of whatever authenticity really, really is to us. And I've been looking at spiritual circles or spiritual guides, for instance, people who speak in the Judaic, uh, Judaic Christian field, or they're in the new age field, they're saying similar things about this idea of authenticity. And it's this feeling of congruence from your internal way of being and the way that you externally express that internal way of being. Or you just externally show up. Because some of us just show up and we're not really expressing what's going on inside. And this congruence, I think, that we're trying to achieve in our lives is going to look very, very different. And I think for so many of us for such a long period of time have been told what that authenticity is supposed to look like based on the cultures that we've been a part of, based on the families that we've been brought up by, based on the media that we consume and tells us what looks good versus what doesn't look good, what you what is quote unquote really good versus not good. And these are all stories that we've told about ourselves and told about essentially 
these really deep archetypes of who we are and we've turned them into stereotypes we turn them into cliches and tropes and then we've battled our way around it and we're missing out on that pure pureness of whoever it is that you are i remember going to costa rica uh, a few years ago i loved going there it was a it was really amazing experience and i bring this up because their national saying is pura vida and that means pure life and i love that saying because when i went everywhere it was a saying that we would say to one another because if you're experiencing something from a really raw state it can be peaceful it can be funny looking it could look sexy it could look ugly it could look whatever but in that essence if you are enjoying it that is pure life and i find i've been trying to find that ever since i came back from costa rica in my day-to-day -day life what is that pura vida that i'm in right now and this idea of authenticity that i've been you know working around especially when we're in social media so much tells us why we're not supposed to do it shame everywhere sh shaming from other people shaming from our societies culture the fact that maybe our family is going to be online looking at our facebook stuff you know I, I think that all of that plays a part in not being authentic to who you are. And the only way to find it that I've been realizing, the really only true way is getting in touch with your personal philosophy, getting in touch with the core of who you are, and reflecting on that, doing the hard work to really think about what that is for you, and then taking the steps that you need to to express what that is. And it can be very small. And it can eventually be very, very big. Or you can, you know, start very big, cause a lot of ruckus, you know, break a lot of ties, burn some bridges, and then go off doing your own thing and start over. But I think it's either way that you do it, you have to understand that it's going to take some work to get mm -hmm. to the point where you feel like I can totally be who it is that I want to be. But I think first you have to be on that journey that this around me right now is a lie the, this lie that's telling me that i can't do it mm. can't be can't say yeah. all of that is a lie to keep this truth there's a value from me that needs to be expressed down the other part of it is rejecting that lie and the other part of it is actually doing the hard work to make sure that you're not starting another lie that's the biggest thing a lot of people get mixed up in in trying to say the truth when they're just saying another lie yeah i think this is another example of why you need some help some coach <laughs> coaching to <laughs> you know to make sure you don't uh, fall into another uh, another story or another lie um, yes, you talked about values and having your personal philosophy. I think that's like the anchor that you have that if you don't have it, you're just like moving around and you you don't know where you are and you, you can be, you're not authentic. You're just going with trends and whatever, you know, you're not bringing yourself and you're not connecting with what brings, makes you alive. Um, it's the having the personal philosophy and values is like is a solid anchor that can 
get you to where you really want to be instead of what you expect the expectations of others are and um, I think going back to your story that you shared of uh, you know being in the corporate world um, I think this speaks to that as well as you know having that personal philosophy and knowing where you're going knowing what your values are because that I think that can be a game changer for yourself if you're if you're kind of just wandering around absolutely it's a it's a game changer for anybody we all have personal philosophies all of us all of us have a core of who we are not all of us know what it is not all of us actually express what it is and not all of us actually express what it is to the highest excellence of what it should be actually expressed as I say should as a meaning of how that is supposed to be like for you, that experience. I don't know what that experience is like. It's a very case-by-case basis. But this bit of actually expressing this core of who you are, it's so important to developing yourself. It's so part of personal development, so part of spiritual development, so part of your professional development, any type of development really is based off of this core bit of who you are. The reason why I say this is many times, whenever we make up a solution to something, it's based off of a problem that then incites you to look and be inspired by whatever way of thinking that's going to develop that creative strategy for you to use. So you have a problem, right? that you're living in this world that doesn't accept you as who you are. So you have this problem of who you are, right? It's, it's telling you that you have a problem of who you are. On top of this, when you try to convey or contextualize this problem, you have the philosophy on top of it. And then on top of it, you have your brand or your expression of who you are. You don't necessarily need to have a brand, but I think it's honestly the best thing for you to do because you get to utilize what you're automatically doing as an Mm -hmm. asset to work towards you later on. And never before had a point in time where everybody had the ability to actually do that. So you can create a social media profile and start building that like a compounding asset that can then work for you at some later point in time, right? Before that, you needed special connections, you needed special birth, you needed special anything. Now you don't. Now you need to figure out what that specialness is inside of you and start to release that automatically. And I think that that is the part about personal philosophy that not a lot of us have. Now, I think that there are people who have their personal philosophies and they aren't expressing it and that's their choice, part of what their personal philosophy is. And the other part of it is that we're actually just the regular people like you and me. We are doing the hard work to peel back the layers to figure out, okay, is this really the core of who I am? Is this the next leading edge of what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And that's that's the conversation that personal philosophy allows us to have. And it allows us to have it with one another. So for instance, I whatever I said at some point attracted you to want to have a conversation with me right now. And that's yeah. awesome. That is so cool. And I really love what you're doing. I love your voice. I love the way that you stay, like are trying to bring certain ideas in that will help people in design creatives 
I think that all of these different things are amazing because we get to register your personal philosophy gets to be more solidified as I speak. And the way that I'm saying things right now allows me to articulate things a little bit better. And I would want that for anyone. It it brings that attraction mechanism to develop and articulate and refine even further. Yeah. I think that's a great, uh, great, great way to put it because, you know, it's something, you know, you being authentic, helps me be authentic as well like if i see that you're sharing a part that maybe i i have been hiding and i see that you're sharing it you know that gives me the confidence that yeah you know i could do it too it's i don't need to keep keep that in so i think you know that's a great great way to to help each other out and get through get to the core of who we are and start to shed those layers. I was just thinking about you, you were saying that, you know, you keep, keep uh, peeling out off those layers. So, um, so you don't arrive at a a space. So you don't, you don't arrive at yourself. There's always something to discover. And so, you know, we may get, get rid of one layer and feel so happy and great that we stop doing the work, <laughs> you know, like, so it's, I think that's a good reminder that you have to continually do this. It's not, you don't arrive. There's no arrival point. You, you don't feel too comfortable with the, who you are or what you're doing. There's always something to discover about yourself. Yeah. I love this. Um, well, it's like a long journey since yeah. you're born and you don't really arrive until you're dead. And, you do have checkpoints in between. I'm not yeah. going to say that you don't. You have rest periods in between. You have times where you just kind of look around and say, man, is this what I want? Or man, how, yeah. look how far I've come. Yeah. And I think that those are times where, you know, we think that it's the end and it's really just a lie. <laughs> I it's so It's so interesting to me that I think this is actually is a part of how we critically think. Mm-hmm. I used to think the same way. I used to be in the stories of like me, oh, why me? I thought my life was over for certain small, different, little, dumb things. And once I got past all of the emotions that I could have around this end of the world, <laughs> you know, type of way of mindset looking at things, I realized that there was just so much more to life life opened up after I've released those emotions that I was carrying around this specific thing, the emotional reasoning that I carried around this specific thing. And that logical and critical thinking that comes into play of why do I think this way? Why am I feeling this way? That's that's where it starts off first. Mm -hmm. I feel though when we ask the question why, so many of us are scared to ask it, but it's the true way to start figuring out what your personal philosophy is. The reason why I say this, if you're listening and trying to figure out, okay, like how do I figure out what my personal philosophy is? You can find that by asking why first. There's a whole methodology of really starting from your reasoning. Mm. Why do I think a certain way? Go inside, go further inside and ask yourself, okay, well, what does this tell me about my beliefs about the world? What does it tell me about my beliefs about other people? What does it tell me about my beliefs about my own self? Yeah. These things 
this reasoning, these beliefs, these layers of belief, they actually cover up what your values truly, truly are. Otherwise, your values are going to be expressed based upon what you are going off as, as something that is compelling you to do that, not from a place that is an internal internal place of compelling, but an external one. So this is where we get really mad at like, you know, manipulative people, really deceptive people, like cult leader type of vibes type of thing. It's, you know, you're manipulating me in this compelling external way based on some old story that I believed. And now that I don't believe it, this is actually really dangerous for me. And that's why I think a big thing and the big reason of why I wanted to figure out what this was is that it was actually a lifesaver for me. It was a lifesaver for me to avoid number one, certain groups that I didn't need to be a part of. Number two, make sure I, the groups that I was a part of, like the, my upbringing, the, my family or the communities that I was a part of in the beginning, that they were the ones that I wanted to be in. You can't really find that until you start to strip these layers back to find out what your personal philosophy is. So asking why, number one, then going to, what does this tell me about my beliefs about the world? What does this tell me about my beliefs about other people? What does this tell me about my beliefs about my own self? And I think when you get to those pieces, you'll find, man, some really interesting bits of value in the ways that you can express it too. There is a way to do this that you can take it anywhere and you're technically doing the same thing anywhere you're doing the same thing and you're asking why you're getting down to understanding what your reasoning is and i developed a whole framework around this that i actually use with clients and now i'm trying to share with other people in my content it's the bits of where you start off from the beginning and how you end up it's a mm-hmm. process of where you start and where you end. Like you said, it can look totally different from person to person, but the way that you arrive there, it's still following a certain framework. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I find that's wonderful about this framework is just a natural way of how our brains sort of work. I didn't even realize this in the beginning. I was looking at this from the context of, oh, these are business objectives that we need to fulfill. We need to figure out what our purpose is. We need to figure out what our vision of the world is and the vision of who we are in this world. Um, We need to figure out what our, you know, what we're really, really want, what our mission is, Mm -hmm. what we're committed to and what our drive and strategy really is, what our goals are. And then, you know, knowing what we value, that's a different thing, man. I've noticed throughout time, my values have changed from knowing what I value around the people that I love and that I was brought up by my family. And at the same time, how I express these values now, and actually which ones are super specific. They Mm -hmm. used to be my parents' values. Now they're my own. They used to be my community's values. Mm -hmm. Now they're my own. 
and they're not necessarily the same. They may be in the same spectrum, but they're not the same. And that's the difference. That's the most important Mm -hmm. part. And I find too, now I'm in a space, um, you know, not just professionally online, if somebody's not carrying the same values, it's so easy for me to feel that and see that it's easy for me to just say, remove myself from the situation, block the people that I need to block, Mm -hmm. move on with my life that where I need to, but it's giving me the opportunities to work with the people that I want to work with. Yeah to get the opportunities that I want and also to create new relationships. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about marriage or if you're thinking about, you know, the values that you want to instill or the culture you want to instill in your family, some of them will be traditional, but they're really going to be remixed in your own way. And that's what personal philosophy does. Nice. It ends up coming into so many different areas of life, not just in your personal brand, but in your personal, spiritual, professional yeah. development, and your, in your relationships, really. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely that. I've, I've come to that realization too that there's no separation between your career, your personal life, and yeah, you know no. what you know. If you become free from your limiting beliefs, it's going to help you in your personal life as well as your career. And so, this work is not just for one one path of your life it's for your whole life it is and i don't think we should feel bad about it i think i think that's the story we're telling ourselves (laughs) too and I, i i've had friends who believe certain things you know and i think it's ideal, right? Like it's ideal to think that yeah. if we get it when we're younger, it's going to make all the difference while yeah. we're older. And it really <laughs> doesn't matter. Your life ends up being your life because that's your life. Yeah, That's the specialness and uniqueness of your life. If I didn't have the personal struggles that I deal with for so long, you know, in the context yeah. of my own eyes, um, it wouldn't have, I wouldn't have the pleasure of finding the truth of who I am and knowing who I am, the love of knowing who I am, now I wouldn't appreciate it. Exactly. And the same thing happens for people who are older than me. You can be younger than me as well, and you can be older than me, but we're still going to actually take the same approach. I, we need to know, you know, have you articulated yourself yeah. in this? Have you, do you believe in yourself in these things that you're saying? And yeah, the whole idea of finding yourself, it, it, Man, even like we were talking about this before, like authenticity is like this ongoing journey of finding out who the heck you are. It's like, you know, you're always going to find ways to just refine your personal philosophy again and again and again and again. I think that's the that's the beauty of life is is you're not or you're never the same from one point to the next or one moment to the next. Is you're always evolving, changing, understanding, and um, you know, just learning from others, like you know, like yourself, is you can validate or you can, uh, un, you know, explore your own understanding to become better, become more aware of yourself. So I know we're almost at time. Um, I wanted to give you um, a chance to share a listener challenge. Excited to hear what you what it is. Help uh, the listeners take action on what they hear and. Because I, I think it all comes down to taking action to make the change. So let's try this out. If you are somebody who's trying to cultivate your mindset right now, if you are somebody who is wanting to play with the principles, but your mind isn't technically there yet, I want to ask you to just do one small 
small, small thing towards it. You may not necessarily know what that is. If my context is small, might be mm-hmm. really big for you. I think the the best way to kind of start off with something super small is to ask, like we were saying throughout this whole call, why, why, why do I think this way? Why is she saying this to me right now? Why is this so important? Your brain will automatically try to come up with answers because you're stirring that thought. You're disturbing your mind with doubt. Mm. And why is the question for your absolute doubt? It's it's a really good question to ask, just letting yourself naturally go there. I think that if you are in a place where you want to start to grow your brand and use this to grow your brand, because we didn't really go into how this actually can help you grow your brand, it can help you an insane amount. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount that it can help you is really, it's hard to measure exactly what it could be, but it, it's defined based on what it is that you want, based on your goals and based on the outcomes that you want. So take the time to figure out what it is that you want. Do you want mm-hmm. to bring a certain word into the world that you made up? Or is it based upon a product that you want to bring to the world that's going to solve an issue that you've experienced and you know other people have experienced. And you can see this product helping so many people out in five to 10 years time. Can you see yourself doing something for other people in terms of serving? Is it speaking? Is it a service that you provide? Is it what like is it you helping people um is it you going and traveling somewhere figure out what that looks like so many people think they know what they want but they have no idea what that even looks like i think it's so important yeah. if you want to be down the road of trying to do the small things figuring out what that looks like is an important thing if you want to start to get closer to what your values are or you want to understand what your personal philosophy really is, take the bit of some of the stuff that I share around the thought mining framework. I'm going to be sharing a lot more of that online. It's based upon the format I use with my clients to help them find their own personal philosophy because everything in branding is based off of this very core thing. Hmm. It's so important. And it's so spiritual and it's super psychological and it's it's like everything mixed into one. So take that time to, to go through the process that mm. I'm going to give you and you can actually use it for yourself. Um, and I think you'll know, you know, by the end of this, by doing these few things, you'll start to open up and share more of who you are. All of us face a little bit of something. All of us face like that monster within us, that monster outside of us. Um, but I think the biggest thing that we can do to become our own selves is to just take those steps of asking why, to figure out what we want the world to look like and how we want that to look like for ourselves and how we want to get there and the goals that we'll take t- to get there. So, nice. um yeah, I hope that gives some, I, that was a little bit long, but I, I hope that gives you some detailed answers of at least how to go about this. And that's my challenge to you is just taking those small steps. Yeah, I think that's a great way because a lot of times we're so busy with life that we don't even ask that simple question, why? It's just, we just do. And it's we think it's 
the way it is. This is how life is. This is my lot in life. And, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. That we never ask the simple question is why. And so, like you said, it can be a small thing or it can be, it can lead to profound changes. And, you know, you just have to see where you're, what you're comfortable with and, you know, just start on that journey and, you know, keep discovering. So I wanted to give you a moment to uh, share uh, how listeners can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah. Um, so if you want to check out what I'm doing or who I'm, who I am, come check me out on social media. I'm on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, right now, mostly on Twitter and LinkedIn. So if you check me out on Twitter, I am at Sana the Monster. So it's S-A-N-A the Monster. And it's the same handle on Instagram as well. Uh, but if you want to check me out on LinkedIn, check out Sana A. Ahmed. Same same name, just nice. no no in-betweens. Okay. Um, I'm over there. And if you want to check out my website as well, sanaahmed.com. So thank you so much, Sana. This has been quite the therapy session for me too. <laughs> so, <laughs> as, as always, every every guest I speak to is a therapy session for, for me. So <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a podcast, but it's actually a therapy session. I know That's myself. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I I really resonate with that. It's the idea of you, you know, leading your next authentic self, your next leading edge. And yeah. it's, that's awesome. I'm really glad to be a part of it. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your voice because now I have another you know, point of view and another way to look at, uh, you know, my journey as well. So I appreciate everything you've shared because it's helping me, helping the listeners, helping the world, you know, just become more authentic, more in touch with themselves and, you know, be their best selves. And thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate you. All right. Welcome back. That was a great conversation with Sana. I learned a lot. And as always, you know, these conversations uh, become a therapy session and help me grow and learn. And also, I'm able to share my experiences with you. And so, you know, we can learn from each other so that we are able to tackle the challenges that we face and live a more resilient life so we can achieve our creative potential. If this episode resonated with you, please share your feedback. Please reach out to Sana. And you can also reach out to me on Twitter as well, Rizwan Javed, and on Twitter. And, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So that's it for this show. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. Till next time, stay strong.